um, is there anything you'd like to say to the followers of Mad Mughal memes? And what would you like to say to them? See, I'll start with the line which I always repeat that I am madly in love with Mad Mughal memes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I find it, you know, I feel that uh, this is the best way to convey the message that you all are conveying through satire, through humor. In Rana Safi's new book, A Saint, A Folktale and Other Stories, she takes her readers through some long-forgotten monuments of India and the stories behind them. I, Admin Zok, along with Birbal and Rukaya, sat down with her to talk about her book, history, travel, writing and even food. We hope you enjoy it. Ah, lovely, lovely. <laughs> because I have covered uh, Zork's grave with this and uh, the state that it is in. There was a public toilet if I'm not mistaken. That's good to know. That, has, that was removed some time ago, uh, but it's still in a very bad state. When I was doing my book on Shah Jahanabad and I asked him where he is, they said that he is in the And it's literally next to a garbage dump. That hurts my feelings. Yes. It's really sad. In fact, I was reading about... No, it's not about Zok's grave exactly, but it was mentioned there. I was reading uh, Shamsur Rahman Farooqi's book, uh, The Mirror of Beauty. Mm. And, uh, you know, Zok is one of the characters in the novel. Uh, it's a historical fiction novel, you know, so most of the things are historically accurate. And uh, Zok is one of the characters and his death and his burial are uh, mentioned briefly towards the end. So Zohar's original grave tha, that has nobody knows where that is. They've hmm. made only now a memorial because the grave was removed. Grave jo tha, wo ek takia tha, that is the, the Sufi hospice type of thing. Uske bagal mein bana tha, usi ke compound mein bana tha. Because like you also tend to just go and uh, like do your own research on these monuments. Like that's what I did after I read the book. After I read each chapter, I went back and I looked up a lot of monuments. And I think that's the best part of about the book was a lot of them I did not know myself. Like kuch ke hum karte rehte hain, kuch post. Like Red Taj Mahal we had covered. But uh, Brahanpur we had covered before. But there were so many of them. Like aapka jo first chapter hai. Um, the shrine. I didn't. I did not know about it. So it was very interesting to find new things. So that so, is the main premise of this book. Yeah, and you know, I think what would be ideal, of course, is to get the chance to visit them. And I know you've put in some travel advice also. So hopefully, you know, we'll be able to cover all of those as well. Uh, but ma'am, I wanted to say also thank you. You know, obviously we've seen that you've been a follower of our page for some time and you've mm-hmm. left us some very nice comments from time to time. So wanted to thank you for that. And I think uh, most followers of our page are also fans of yours. Uh, you know, they've read your books and I think uh, we share, of course, many of your posts um, because we know our followers would really enjoy that. So one of the first questions I wanted to ask you is, um, is there anything you'd like to say to the followers of Mad Mughal memes? And what would you like to say to them? See, I'll start with the line which I always repeat that I am madly in love with Mad Mughal memes. So <laughs> <laughs> I find it, you know, I 
I feel that uh, this is the best way to convey the message that you all are conveying through satire, through humor, and through you know because i see that your research is also very thorough so that is a very good way of doing it in a world where there is so much of uh, false information fake information information being shared and also a lot of dense information is shared but we not everybody is able to read or comprehend that so your designs i you know the first uh, meme of yours i think i saw and i fell in love instantly was uh, you are not biryani everybody is not going to love you or something to that effect <laughs> i remember yeah, that that's one. that's actually one of my first means when i first joined the page that's one of my first means so thank oh. you thank you for remembering that <laughs> that is such a beautiful way of saying things because we have see so much of uh, bad press for the moguls we only actually mostly see bad press for the moguls so i love that comparison with biryani yeah. so and biryani itself right so biryani itself has been so politicized like you you know recently yeah. yeah politicians will say so of, uh, it has so much of symbolism also because biryani is associated with a certain people so yeah. i love that so i love the way you give your message and uh, continue doing so and more power to you thank you thank you so much we really appreciate it thank and you. actually uh, they talking about biryani and biryani being politicized and so on uh, just wanted to say i also read your chapter in desi delicacies which i think was also a great book and i uh, quite quite enjoyed uh, your essay in it so that uh, food is, is again one of my passions food history travel all these are my passions so the uh, yeah <laughs> it's a good life <laughs> Hmm. a grave a graceful life which is uh, i hope uh, can continue so uh, you know i keep seeing people talking about food they talk about uh, mughlai food without realizing that the moguls uh, actually did not go around eating butter chicken or hmm. even biryani every day because if you see the recipe books whether it's nustai shah jahani or the books that are the, the, the khwan e nemats that came later on even bazme akhir which gives a lot of details of badur shah's uh, dastarkhan you see so much of vegetables there you see so many so many varieties of rice halwa and uh, pulao and kalia so all that you know like i really love it so that's why i feel that uh, you know that desi delicacies i wanted to clarify what's a korma and what's a kadiya because people normally i find even food writers do not understand the difference of uh, that kadiya means uh, anything with haldi and maybe vegetables and korma is uh, dahi and uh, fried onions based uh, ba- the base is dahi and fried onions yeah. fried onions is my favorite part of it uh <laughs> and so in the, in the new book obviously i know part of it is monuments that have potentially been forgotten or abandoned and so on or not restored which can sometimes be a blessing and i think we can talk about that uh, also later on but i i understand that one of the key components of the book is also that there are stories uh, attached to each of the monuments so you've uh, included stories that are historical factual i think in some cases possibly even mythical so would it be too much to ask if you ask you to share at least one of your favorite stories um related to one of the monuments in the book 
uh, one uh, the book the, the chapter that i start with sheikh chahli's uh, maqbara now people call it sheikh chilli so sheikh chilli is a story we've grown up with and uh, uh, i heard it from my mother my mother must have heard it from hers and i definitely recounted it many times to my children so sheikh chilli is the simpleton now i couldn't figure out how a sheikh chilli could be dara shikoz mentor and uh, mm. that is how that uh, tomb is advertised so that is what led me to thaneshwar to find out what is the truth of this monument and as soon as we entered thaneshwar the first thing i saw was that the board said sheikh chehli now chehl is 40 in persian so sheikh chehli is somebody who has done a 40 day retreat or a 40 day chilla and um, so obviously that means there is uh, you know the narrative that's come up chilli is very different and probably maybe the sheikh chilli also could uh, be uh, take off on sheikh chilli because uh, these uh, saints were very very uh, they lived a very simple life and they tried to communicate to people in the same metaphor or the same language that they understood so it is possible that there may have been a saint who was trying to convey his message in a very simple uh, way using uh, you know folk stories to convey what he says because like the story that i've talked about the khachdi and khichdi it's about you can't please everybody you know mm. like if you are trying to please everybody because that cha- uh, the shekchili eats a khichdi and then uh, you know he tries to remember the name and says khachdi aate jao marte jao and i've put that story up on youtube uh, it's a long story so you know in the end when he reaches home he saying kaisa din allah kisi ko na dikhaye because he's passed by a funeral procession where when he saying ke aate jao rakhte jao and the people say are ye kya hai to hum ye ha to i was reminded uh... Uh, you know from from your story it was good to know that the sign board inside was actually helpful to you because i got reminded of 2019 which was the last time exactly in december 2019 had gone to the taj mahal and uh, there's one sign board in there where the s has been removed so actually the sign board just says please keep your hose on the rack uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know that's still a mistake what i saw in uh, sikandra and fatehpur sikri jodha's kitchen jodha's tomb like they're not even trying to say that she was not jodha like yeah, you know usme bhi brackets mein bhi harka bhai nahi mention karte it's just jodha has written everywhere it was little annoying for me like they're not even trying they're just going with the bollywood narrative exactly so, i mean ledain fort mein to mera jhagda ho gaya tha ek guide ke sath he is just forcing me to hire him just to cut in i'll forget the vice fatehpur sikri mein boards phir se hue hain and they have said there is no such person as jodha bai oh, nice. but the guy stand right in front of that and tell you there is a jodha bai i actually did the i curated this app called audio audigos for uh, asi uh, it was uh, one of their wo uh, jo monument vitra wale wo the na initiatives in that yes, yes, they gave this uh, curation of 12 uh, heritage monuments uh, to the resbird and i curated it for them so when i went there for that that is 2019 i went with my daughter who was helping me with that and uh, i had a big fight with the guides there my daughter said she said you know it's not safe to travel with you when guides are there <laughs> that's what my parents say too because like that's exactly what i do that's exactly what my parents anything. say also like in sikandra they were like akbar also had a christian wife from goa i'm like where are you even getting this information from maryam az zamani and her name was maryam so i was like maryam was 
Salim's mother, that's not a Christian woman. And where did you get this Goa from? Like, I don't even understand what they're saying. So that's a lot of thing to of this is to go do with uh, guides because boards this is called Shabistan Iqbal, this is where his uh, chief wives lived, and very good this thing. But it's an app, you can download it, it's called Audio Audigos. I have curated Taj Mahal Fatehpur Sikri Red Fort uh, over there, and um, it's a uh, based on uh, all the primary secondary sources so yeah one of guides... my favorite things in Fatehpur Sikri ma'am if you have taken a guide then they'll take you to a random uh, underground wala area and they'll say anarkali yahi se bhaagi thi anarkali to nohar mein thi wo Fatehpur se kaha bhaagi thi Salim was a child when they left you know guides in general they have their own parallel histories that they want to tell the audience because of Bollywood movies and things like that but also I think these days guides are also become expert photographers more than actual history. That's the only reason I hire exactly. a guide. I mentioned that in my book also, that especially for women travelers, uh, solo women travelers like I go, and uh, I hire a guide in places which are slightly remote, like say Fatehpur Sikri, because then they can take you all the way to the uh, Hiran Ma. Hiran Minar and all that and uh, Dalatabad which is very vast and it's uh, very deserted in places so these places I made sure I hired a guide because A to take photographs and two to for somebody to be there because uh, in a lot of these places which are spread out sprawling and uh, quite isolated especially if you're a woman going alone it's better to hire a guide ASI guide not just any guide yeah exactly and I wanted to ask you about documentation. Like, how do you balance documenting things for your book, for your research, and actually having a good time, having fun? Was uh, having a good guide the secret? The guide is good for photographs. <laughs> they know the best angles. They tell you, so they have their uses. And uh, like, abhi I went to Atmadid Dola and he said, started off with Babar Nekai. I said, Sunye, mujhe mata, ab bas So he said, it's a then after that, he concentrated only on taking photographs. So he knew that his job is only that. But um, when I go to a monument, I enjoy the monument just for the sake of it. It's not only the history, but I enjoy just looking at it. And say, for example, um, uh, Fatehpur Sikri itself. I've been there since I was a young girl. In fact, that's the first monument that I would have visited uh, really extensively because my father was posted in Agra. And, uh, you know, uh, every time there's something new. Every time you go, you look beyond. Like this time when I went to Atmatu Dola, I discovered that there is calligraphy on it. I never associated calligraphy with that. This time I saw that, yes, there's a beautiful calligraphy. So uh, every time you go to a monument, you look at it with new eyes if you are a heritage lover. Of course, if it's only been there, done there, uh, done that, then it's a different thing. Then you only go for... Atmatu Dola has such beautiful frescoes as well that are still there. And people will still say baby Taj. And uh, in fact, when I went, I went with my parents and my daddy really wanted to go to Agra. 
So uh, I was like, we'll have to go to Atmata Dola. I really want to see it. And I was so impressed by the architecture, like the frescoes and everything. And it's well preserved because it's not very crowded. So I, so when I'm, the guy told me it's a baby Taj, I said, no, Taj ka baap hai. It's inspiration. Taj ka dada, very literally, because unke dada hai Exactly. So I had one more question, ma'am. So obviously one of the premise of these monuments is that they don't exist in the popular imagination. Uh, you know, they're not on any top 10 lists of things to do or places to visit, etc. But when you go there, do you find that uh, those monuments matter to the locals? Uh, for the people living in or around those areas, are they aware of the stories and histories associated with it? Uh, do they take pride in the monuments or has that faded into the background for them also? Say, for example, Burhanpur, uh, which was actually the first uh, monument I visited uh, for the book and for the column I used to do for the Hindu. Uh, people of Burhanpur are very conscious of the fact that they could have had the Taj Mahal and that could have been their claim to fame. So, mm. but as far as the Ahu Khana is concerned, it's very far away from the city. So the people, and it's in a, in the middle of fields. So people who live around there are farmers, um, you know, Chote Kisan hai. They are not really sure about what this is. And so it's been left to decay. And uh, it, it is an ASI protected property. So it's, of course, within a walled compound. And uh, there is a local family which looks after it and has the keys to the gate. It's kept locked. Uh, I didn't talk to them, but I was taken there by some locals. He, he's a photographer. He, I've mentioned his name. Uh, he holds the urs there every year because he says this is where she died. So on uh, in June, he holds a urs for her and they are very invested in that. And uh, they know that, uh, you know, their place in history is that she died here. She was uh, initially buried here. But there are many other places which people are totally unaware of, like Jai Singh's Chhatri. Now, Mirza Raja Jai Singh died in uh, Burhanpur and unki uh, chhatri on the banks of that river. And uh, again, it's surrounded in the middle of uh, fields. Nobody really knows about it. The road is very bad. And it's only somebody as uh, who was so keen as I was to go and see it that I went there. And I could see that not many people come here. Asirgarh is famous. So you go see people going to the Asirgarh fort. But uh, even in Burhanpur, people will go to the Jama Masjid with its uh, twin inscription of Sanskrit and Persian. But uh, they will not, uh, I think Sanskrit and Persian are Sanskrit, sorry. With it, you know, I, just a sec, let me just check, otherwise it's Sanskrit and uh, Arabic or Sanskrit and Persian. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll just let it be. I'll say it again. Uh, so the Jama Masjid with its uh, dual inscription, one in Sanskrit uh, and one in the court language. I think it's either Sanskrit or Persian. I'm forgetting. Uh, people go there. But very few people know of the Ahu Khana or the deer park that was established by Daniel. And uh, which is where Mumtaz Mahal was initially buried for six months. She uh, she was taken from there only in December 1631. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I also ask because, uh, you know, sometimes we make memes about the Taj Mahal and, you know, what Aurangzeb built in Aurangabad. Uh, and uh, people from Aurangabad often take offense. Uh, they say, you know, don't, don't belittle our pride and joy just because it doesn't look as I good agree. as the Taj Mahal. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah but of course of course of course we we also mean it in good humor so you said one thing about uh, some of these monuments being left to decay and i wanted to get your thoughts on you know there's been a few controversies actually sundar nursery in delhi for example has become quite a popular place uh, for people to hang out now and many people visit there and but if you read the plaques over there they also talk about a lot of the botched restorations and how you know limestone and plaster were used improperly and the actual heritage was covered up and like the artwork was buried inside or, or you know things like that so what's your do, do you think that's something that's getting better um and if you had to pick would you pick bad restoration versus decay let me go to a monument that i have covered in the book that is the junagadh makbara i have just recently posted very garish very gaudy pictures exactly i i i noticed i saw that post yes that is terrible because <laughs> the makbara itself was decaying and when i had gone i had climbed up the stairs i saw there were plants growing there were people trees which again will uh, it's bad for the foundation but to have painted it like this they have completely you know like uh, it doesn't look like a uh, 18th century 19th century makbara it looks like something out of a bollywood movie it looks like a film set and uh, this person from when i posted it uh, on instagram that this is from my book he the, this person from nishant he sent it to me from uh, he lives in burhanpur and he said this is what it looks like now i thought he was joking i said are you sure I, is it uh, you know um, uh, photoshopped he said no and then other people started sending me those same uh, restoration pictures and i was just shocked it's you know like i feel it's sacrilege to have made something like the uh, monument like the junagadh makbara into a, such a gaudy wedding cake kind of a building you know it looks like so, a guilt guilt uh, monument now and the yeah. uh, wedding shoots were very popular there so i see maybe the people who are who are doing it i don't know who has done it because uh, it is had dual uh, charge one was with the trust of the bahauddin makbara and other and the other was is asi so i don't know who has done it but whoever i because asi has very strict rules so i doubt it would be the asi who would do this because asi rules are as is where is condition is how it has to be restored it has to be conserved it mm. cannot be renovated and this is definite renovation so it's probably done by the trust and i don't know why it was allowed it's I it's mean, very I, shocking it is this renovation absolutely i mean ma'am I, i feel people have forgotten the meaning of restoration and renovation who yeah, like they exactly. cannot tell the difference and they're painting it and like this reminds me like we we had an interview of sorts like this with sam darimful so he was and and sadia uh, was from pakistan so she was telling us about the sikh um, architecture like all the old gurudwaras of 17 18th century that were really beautiful and even in india they've all been painted white or golden and like jo main uska charm tha the old charm is gone from all the gurudwaras so i i feel this is what is happening at large with all the monuments i don't know white paint karke they feel ki bahut acha lagta hai for some reason गोल्ड 
it hurts it hurts to hear about these yeah. things uh, i'm sure it hurts even more to see it if you've seen the before and after so yeah uh, we had actually actually posted about this we actually had posted about this monument and then we saw rana ma'am's post and uh, i was like what <laughs> what the hell was this what the hell they had they made it i didn't uh, anyway. even i thought it was a photoshop yeah that, i i actually saw part. your question i actually saw your question you were asking for confirmation and i am like okay i am going to start this post and i am going to come back for the confirmation and i saw it confirmed and i was like i'm i'm very sad i'm very sad about that yeah so soon we'll be saying the same epic rods was spent on it out i was saying soon <laughs> we'll be saying the same things for uh, the central vista in delhi uh many <laughs> any of those old buildings also we'll have similar reactions i'm pretty sure uh i kind of had a thing uh, to ask about the pandua mosque uh, which you had written about in your book so between the two mosques in pandua and the one in murshidabad uh why did you choose pandua is there a specific reason for that the adina mosque that you chose the capital of uh, uh, that dynasty murshidabad came much later okay but we had shifted from gore to pandwa okay um yeah during that bengal sultanate's rule before the mughals came exactly uh, but personally what why did you have a, a kind of a uh, an affinity if i may say uh, towards the pandwa mosque because you have visited both and you have had great words for both the mosques so did it cross your mind at any time that maybe uh not covering the pandua mosque maybe uh, covering the mosque at murshidabad would be a uh, a better thing for the book for the readers for uh... see for me it's very instinctive whatever you know like appeals to me more the pandua mosque with its you know it has many mihrabs each mihrab has a different design and it's got terracotta as well as stone and for me that was far more spectacular than the murshidabad that is the the mosque in where uh, just a second i'm just forgetting me anyway yeah. doesn't matter for me the the pandwa mosque was far more uh, more stunning interesting and, and interesting it in size also it's uh, it should have been the largest mosque had it been functioning it's much bigger than uh, jama masjid or even tajul masjid which is the biggest mosque largest mosque in india at the moment and uh, just the you know the way it is the ruins it's very nice it's you know something very appealing about it especially the mehrabs and the terracotta and the stone design something do you think uh, it's out of it, personal interest yeah. i saw your post earlier today about the saint james church in kashmiri gate uh, oh. actually so i you yes. know i am from delhi also i'm not in delhi currently but so that's been a place i wanted to visit for a long time is simon fraser's tomb still there also yes it is Okay. Okay. Yeah. I because right I in the beginning of the grave. It's right in front of the grave. Got it. Got uh, of it. the church. Sorry. It's right in front of the church. Yeah. It's on my. It's on my list to see. I. I'm Skinner's family, of course, but I also wanted to see Simon Fraser's grave. Uh, Sometimes when I'm talking so fast, I just keep forgetting, and things come back to me later. No, so it happens. I'm just... happens to us <laughs> trying to remember the name i've just posted four or five days ago the mosque in uh, murshidabad and i'm forgetting the name <laughs> happens happens to all of us you know the social media is ruining everyone's uh, attention span and <laughs> i'm a very
very quick question. So I really love the monuments that you've picked out, as you said, that they're very spectacular and they're also relatively very well known, like us as history enthusiasts, also a lot of uh, monuments were new to us. So like, how did you come up with this list? Did you do a general uh, research first? Like why these stories? Why these monuments? How did you come up with? Say for example, Burhanpur was something I wanted to visit when I read that that is where she died. And I wanted to see the place, feel that, get that feeling of where she died and what would have happened there. So like that, when I travel to places, I try to go to places which are not in the regular tourist map because I want to see that experience that and I want to bring that to my reader. So for me, the thing was right from the beginning that, you know, I want to, for this book, I want to cover places uh, which are not well known. Even in a city where there are very well known monuments, like say for Agra, you know the Taj Mahal is there, but you don't know about the Roman Catholic cemetery. So I wanted to, you know, like give a more holistic experience to the tourist. That uh, Dalatabad, you go to Aurangabad, as you said, you visit the Bibi Ka Makbara, and uh, but you don't know about the you know that there's this Dalatabad fort, it's spectacular, you know, like uh, so many levels. And uh, the amount I walked there, I climbed up right to the top of the flag post where you have the cannon kept, and I went there. I have vertigo, I couldn't come down. And I asked my guide, I said, Now, how do I go down? I'm feeling scared. He said, Madam, bed ke utari hai. So I literally ek ek step bed ke mein utari hun par se. You know, ek taraf apna haath rakke, because then I knew ke, ab main girungi nahi. because uh, the minute I looked down, I couldn't walk, I froze because I kept feeling scared I'm going to fall down. So I sat down and I bed bed ke ek ek siri pe utri and that is something now I do everywhere I go, wherever, if it's high and I'm feeling, uh, you know, giddy or dizzy. So I sit down and then I, but I don't want you to be humayun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time.